Welcome to episode number 16 of the Peaceful Power Podcast. And today we have an interview with Lois Tiedman Coffee. And well, a little about Lois before we get started. She is a P90X certified studio owner in Edina, Minnesota. So over the past 16 years, she's served thousands of people. She specialized in running and endurance coaching. She is a former Ironman and triathlete and a marathon runner. And lastly, her husband and her just opened up a global healthy coffee centers that's in up to 51 countries across the world. They help individuals and groups achieve their health goals. And we're going to learn a little bit more of how Lois and her husband um, do that in our interview with her today. Sapphire training helps the on the go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm excited to share with you. Um, we have Lois here, um, and she is going to tell us a little bit about um, training as a mom and about her coffee business and then just training in general because she is also a personal trainer. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Lois, and tell us a little bit more um, about your background. Thanks, Andrea. It's so awesome to be here with you, especially. I, I really uh, have enjoyed knowing you for the past few years and appreciated you and respect what you're doing. So I'm excited to be a part of great things. And I've been in health and fitness industry for 16 years. And I did start out, uh, I think like most trainers do, I started out at Lifetime Fitness and, and worked in a big gym for many years. So that's how I got my start. However, I didn't start out planning being a trainer. It's kind of one of those things that fell into my lap and was part of my life's journey. I was a running coach for several years. I coached thousands of runners, both here in Minnesota and down in Arizona and then eventually California. So I've gotten around a little bit. Um, but it was actually a personal trainer who changed my life after having chronic pain and running injuries for four years uh, straight without any any real um, cure. Uh, for four years, I was in pain, even though I did hundreds of hours of physical therapy. I did um, podiatry, cortisone, slept with a boot. I did yoga. I did massage. I did chiropractic. I did almost everything, not everything, but almost everything that normally would have helped someone with a severe case of plantar fasciitis. And they said surgery was probably my next best option. I looked into that and that wasn't really statistically a greatly proven cure. And so I, I found a personal trainer who within six hours of training with him, I was pain free for the first time in four years. And so that shifted my my brain, my body, everything, I was blown away. And I, I worked with him for three years. And then when the real estate market crashed, I crashed my career, real estate career crashed with it. And I thought, hey, this is my opportunity to start over. And I was so inspired. I never forgot that trainer. He's still a friend to this day and, and good mentor and business partner. Actually, I, I got into personal training as a result of a really, really bad injury and, and what was seemingly a, a, a an incurable problem. And so that what led me to be a personal trainer and actually motherhood led me to be a personal trainer because I, I wanted to have an, an income and flexibility of hours and schedule and create my own schedule in helping change people's lives the way my life had been changed through personal training. And then I'll, I'll uh, don't want to get too far. I'm sure you'll ask me a lot of great questions to share more of the story. However, I've 
LTK Fitness has been um, been around since 2011 here in Minneapolis. And before that, I, I was in three different states and got to meet amazing people and, and help people achieve goals. That's really what it's all about for me. It's it's more than a career. It's a, it's a passion and something that grew out of a, a really um, what I would see a, a not an accident because I don't believe in those, but I never intended on a fitness career. Let's just put it that way. And LTK Fitness is your fitness business that you started. Correct. Yeah, that's right. I, I had a different name in California when I moved here. Um, I, I just went ahead and had, you know, gotten married. My full name is Lois Tiedemann Kofi. So I thought LTK Fitness is a lot easier than saying Lois Tiedemann Kofi <laughs> training. That's why I did not say your last name because I was like, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure how to pronounce that. <laughs> it's all good. And that's where the coffee business is fun because my husband's name looks like it says coffee, but it, it's actually Kofi. So that's awesome. <laughs> a, lot a lot of fun. So, and there's a lot of, a lot more to talk about on the nutrition side, but I'll, I'll maybe get to that a little bit later. For sure. All right. So sticking with the training to start, let's see, what is your personal training philosophy? So what are you kind of all about when you train people? Definitely because of my own journey and what my mentor taught me for those three amazing years, I was really fortunate to have him as my trainer and mentor. Um, it was all about less is more and quality over quantity because before I was in, in his care and, and, and his mentee, I was hardcore balls to the wall, uh, you know, seven days a week on some level. I think I did take a, a rest day for me. It was like yoga or, or going for a walk or, you know, I was really beating my body up and I, I kind of suffered from runner's anorexia. I actually was uh, 25 pounds lighter than I am now. I, I, I was very controlling with my body and my diet and, and really legalistic about my training and, and look where it got me. I, I was in pain and injured for four years. And so I really believe that less is more. And it's about what kind of workouts you do when, um, and of course, nutrition, 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 sleep, rest, water. It's the big picture stuff, right? It's not just, oh, I, I'm going to go work out today to lose a few pounds. There's way, way, way more to that equation. Think, you know, work smarter, not harder. Yes. So I know that you've done a lot of triathlons and um, marathons. So with that running, um, you know, that you were just talking about, kind of the running anorexia, did that come about because of those triathlons and marathons or how did that play a part the short story is right because there's always a story oh, yeah. <laughs> the short story is I got addicted to running in college okay. and okay. in college I think I was also very self-conscious like I, I, I that's just the way I grew up I always wanted straight A's I always wanted to be at the top of my game and so I always really really was anal about what I ate to a fault, like literally not eating a meal because I, I didn't want to gain a pound, you know, things like that. So it, a lot of it was up, up here and, and becoming addicted to running in theory seems to be better than being addicted to alcohol or what other college kids were doing. But it got to be a, a point where I was, I was really fast I, I, I would win races and I love winning. I'm very competitive. So I just got to a point where all I could fix myself on was my workouts and my training. And then the injury was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because it woke me up. I needed a hammer to like hit me on the head and say, 
this is not good. You're, you're way too skinny. Your diet sucks because it did. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, had I not had that injury, I wouldn't have become a triathlete. I, I had to stop just running. I looked into cross training, swimming, biking, all of that kind of stuff is what led me into the triathlon and stuff. And if it hadn't been for my, my trainer and mentor, Jay Scrobber, who um, also invented the shifter machine that I do train people on today, um, I, I would have never become an Ironman triathlete because within a year of training with him, I was at the top of my game. I was, I was more, you know, balanced. I, I wasn't injury ridden and I was doing yoga and I was, do, I was being smarter and doing a lot of things to work on my balance and flexibility. So that whole journey, again, that's the short story, helped lead me to be a more well-rounded person. And eventually I finally got down to working on nutrition and, and proper, you know, internal health as well. Yeah, and I think your story, too, I mean, I think a lot of trainers um, have that issue probably when they first start. I know I did, too, you know, like kind of obsessing about everything and then, you know, I need to control everything around me and I need to work out balls to the wall to get that seven days a week. And, you know, rest day is my walk, you know, but it'd be maybe I'd start running during my walk because I'm like, this isn't good enough. So I think that's kind of definitely a hidden thing that many trainers kind of go through at some point in their life. Um, so I definitely can relate to that as well. So how did you kind of, um, overcome that? Like, what did your trainer do to have you kind of work through those issues? Well, I worked with them three times a week. You know, that's a philosophy I share with my clients, you know, once a week is not enough. And so I, I made sure I, I saw him three times a week and we, it was like a, a going to a circus act training, I swear, because he had uh, he had trampolines. He had me doing pull ups. He had me climbing rock walls. He had me um, working on his machine, the shifter, which I'm, I'm the only uh, there's only four of us in the country that trains people on that machine. And that's the primary reason. I'm not going to lie. That's the primary reason I'm still a personal trainer to this day is because of the specialized training. So a lot of it was balanced training. Um, and, and, and some of it, he threw in a little bit of yoga, but he was always having me on the foam roller and, and working on the whole body. He was, he was big on getting every muscle group firing and activated and making sure, you know, I was bilaterally symmetrical and, and, you know, wasn't dominant on one side, left or right, upper body, lower body. It was, it was a lot of balance work. It was, it was amazing. It was so much fun. Can you tell people about what the shifter is? I'll put a link to it too um, on the bio, but tell people a little bit if they're not familiar what the shifter is. Yeah, if, if they go to theshifter.com or my, I have a professional video that was made, it'll help a ton because uh, the shifter is one of those things that is, is very uh, uh, tricky to understand just from describing it. Um, but basically the inventor, he discovered it or, you know, it, it happened as a result of him wanting to find a different way to train his clients uh, other than the elliptical because the elliptical, it's, it's a nice warm up machine. It does a little bit of cardio, gets your heart rate up. Um, but he wanted something bigger, better, something that also, uh, used the brain. And, and instead of just going through the motions and pushing buttons, he wanted people to be working on balance, core strength and cardio all in one. 
And so he, he, he built the machine and one of his first prototypes, I got to be fortunate to, to start learning on that back in the early 2000s. And it's a bilaterally independent cardio machine. There's no electricity, there's no buttons, and there's actually no, you can hold on, but it's, it's really meant for you to be balancing on it and moving the, the legs or the foot pads like you would see on an elliptical, for example, the same foot pad motion, like a bicycle and you basically are running it all on your own energy. There's a little bit of help um, from the machine itself because it's got you know wheels almost kind of like a bicycle in a, in a spin wheel that gets it helps keeps it going. But it's all on your own power, and it, it's uh, it's you're on it bare feet. So what happened for me was since it was um, a barefoot training and I had flat feet that was part of my plantar fasciitis problem I had fallen arches Mm -hmm. so it forced me every time I got on there to grip because I again I wasn't allowed to hold on with my hands so my feet were what was keeping me in place on the machine plus my balance and my core so I recreated arches in my feet it hurt like it hurt it hurt a lot (laughs) so I I had to you know go through the pain in order to get on the other side of, of getting rid of the pain so it strengthens the feet strengthens and works on flexibility of the ankles Um, so it's great for ankle sprain Uh, people get recurring ankle sprains or anybody's ever had a broken ankle and never really healed quite right and maybe they can't run or anything like that it's great for hip pain knee pain lower extremity type stuff it's non-impact and it gives you a great workout it burns a lot more calories than elliptical elliptical because it's all on your own power. And then I'm, as the trainer, um, as a master trainer, I, I talk you through a training protocol of about 32 to 36 progressive exercises. There's there's drills, there's upper body components for advanced people. Um, and eventually you close your eyes on the machine and it, it does a lot of neuro- neurological um, reprogramming, rewiring, wakes up the brain, is great for concussion, traumatic brain injury, even people with MS or Parkinson's could benefit from the, the vestibular rewiring and reawakening and it heightens your reflexes. It just makes you a fa- faster, better, stronger version of yourself, which is really at the core of it what my training philosophy is all about. It's not about weight loss. It's, it's really about being the best pain-free you and, and, and mobile you as possible. Yes, I love that. And I've definitely, I've seen the machine. I have not been on it, but I have seen your machine. And it is a large machine and you are the only one, right, in Minnesota that has one. So people can't find this. If you go to your local gym, there's not going to be most likely one there. Right. The inventor is brilliant and, and kind of a mad scientist and kind of possessive. He he's, They've tried to buy him out several times. He's got a patent. There's nothing else like it. Um, but it's it's like the Pilates reformer. It's, it's, it's a machine that just can't be sitting out in the open because it, it, it can be dangerous and it's not just a, a, something to warm up on and play with. There's a purpose, really purposeful workout to it. So you got to have a trainer. And there's only about four of us in the country that can can legally that are certified to train people. So, yes, and I know that's one of your passions. You you've showed me your shifter before, and I definitely I just I need to be on it sometime. I have to go and visit and try it out. 
I always give a free, a free, uh, 30 minute session as, uh, it's cause it's like anything. I, and you probably do this too. If people, they got to want to train with me, they got to want to train on the shifter. They got to see the value. And I always give a free complimentary consultation and assessment to see if it's the right fit for that person. Totally. I love that. Well, we're going to kind of shift gears then. Um, I want to talk a little bit about motherhood now and how that has changed um, your workouts and your fitness philosophy. And, um, you know, just tell us a little bit about that and how old your kiddos are now. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of uh, kind of cool, the before, during and after. Um, you know, I started out as a running coach before kids and I, I chose to become a trainer because I wanted to have more flexibility. So my kids are three and seven now, but they both have grown up around fitness and and they've done workouts with me. Um, I have, especially having two kids, but even with my first child, um, I quit going to the gym because of time and energy and, and quite frankly, money. If I wasn't going to the gym and I was making a donation to the gym, I, I, I didn't feel right about that. And so I do most of my workouts at home. I think I've shared with you many times before. I love like the beach body workout videos. I do my own, you know, exercises and, and, and that's really what's kept me, I think, more sane and balanced and with my family. Um, when I was a marathoner and an Ironman and, and I, I did do one marathon after my first son was born, um, I kind of had that mommy guilt going out for a 20 mile run, leaving my family behind. Um, and I, I really love my kids and my husband. They're, they're my, my number one thing in life. And so I, I really, kind of gave up marathoning and Ironman triathlons for this season, um, thinking may or may not return. I don't know. I've become less compulsive and, and more balanced. Like before I could never miss a workout, even, even after my son was born. Um, but now with two kids, um, I can sleep in and miss a workout and not have any guilt and not judge myself or condemn myself or go out and do two workouts the next day. I don't do anything like that anymore. Um, and I've actually had some health issues in the last year. I had a car accident that's uh, done some, some damage to me. So, um, I can happily say I haven't really worked out much in the last six months. Wow. And, I, and I can say that with a smile, you know, I train my clients, I, I do my shifter training and I have, some basic yoga and things that I'm doing, but I, I care more about longevity. Now I want to be able to play with my kids forever and, and maybe run a marathon with my son and or daughter someday. Cause I think they're both athletic. I can kind of see that. Um, but I'm not going to project that upon them, of course. Um, so I, I really just, am enjoying the journey more. Um, I love to rollerblade and, or just do simple things or go for walks with the family at the park and not obsess as much as I used to. So it's, it's definitely an evolution and fitness is always going to be a part of my life and my kids' life. And so I think as they get older, um, you know, we'll all be more active together as opposed to, um, my workout isn't always just about me anymore. Yes. I love that. And I definitely see, I mean, you can just hear the evolution of your fitness journey. Um, well, how, how did that come about? Like from being the new mom, so since I am a new mom, I can't imagine, I mean, eventually, hopefully I'll get there. I don't beat myself up like I used to about missing workouts. Um, but definitely like, how did you, how did you come from that? Like I need to run and work out seven days a week to, Hey, it's okay. It's been six months and I haven't really got a workout in. 
I think life has a lot to do with that. Um, Me and everybody's different. Um, I'm a business owner. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Um, I really believe in, in, I I do believe in balance and trying to find mental, physical, spiritual balance. I read a book on uh, called the miracle morning. uh, Mm -hmm. If you've heard of it by Hal Elrod. Um, and I've been reading more books as I get older, just looking to fuel my mind more than just focusing on my body and doing more meditation. Um, and when you put all those layers in and it's not just about the workout anymore, um, I, I was missing that spiritual void and I was missing some of that, that, that mind fuel. So for me, if I can get a little bit of all of those mental, physical and spiritual elements in the day, I feel so much better because life has been very stressful for us. It's, it's, everyone has stress, but we, we've had a lot in, in the last few years, ever since becoming parents. And so I'm all about finding that balance and, and fueling, not just my, my physical self. So I, I feel like in some ways I've, I've let go of part of that side of myself, if that makes sense. And, and, and I'm awakening to a, a new part of myself. If that doesn't sound like Oprah, I don't know what does. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, that's totally, I'm totally <laughs> all about that and the meditation. I love the meditation. So it sounds like that's kind of helped you. And in terms of practice for meditation, do you do any apps? Do you um, just sit in silence or how do you meditate? I like to learn about everyone's meditation practice just to introduce it to people who haven't tried it yet. Absolutely. Mine isn't um, pretty much the same. It's been since 2007 because I fought meditation like crazy. I never wanted to have anything to do with it. Some of that was from my childhood and the whole you know, judgment on meditation. Ooh, that's woo woo. That's weird. And then I, I, I embraced it and I, I started doing a whole body relaxation CD that a couple of my friends from Southern California. So when I was in Southern California, um, where everybody's meditating, right? So I was, I was exposed to it there and I kept that CD and I still have it to this day. They had a 15 minute um, where you just listen to the waves crashing and you listen to the voice guiding you through the meditation. And then I have a 30 minute version. So I don't ever do the 15 minute anymore because that's not enough for me. I do the 30 minute and I just listen to it. Um, I want to, I want to try something new. I am checking out a, a meditation group that does more of the sitting in silence style, I think. And they're actually in my, in my BNI chapter. So I'm going to go check them out to see what they're all about. So I can kind of maybe take it to a deeper level. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's where I like to tell people too, is they don't have to jump in right away at that, you know, 30 minutes, what you're doing now, you know, you start at the 15 or you start at the one minute, you know, if that's kind of where you're at. So that's where I kind of, you know, just educating people, you don't have to be all in right away to get a good meditation and following a guided meditation before you come into the silence. Cause sometimes the silence can be overwhelming as well. Yeah, for me, I had too much of a monkey mind. Like I would be thinking, especially as a mom, I'd want to be thinking, okay, what's for dinner? What do I have to, what am I doing after this or whatever? And so I, I, I'm, that's why I haven't really embraced the silent meditation yet because I'm, I need that voice to tell me what to do. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I'm still with the voice as well. I do the guided meditations. I'm working on trying to get away from them or occasionally, but yeah, I definitely agree with you. It is more challenging to be in your own brain instead of that monkey mind going on. Mm -hmm. So in terms of, um, well, since I am a new mom, 
Do you have any advice for new moms getting back into shape post baby? Like what is the best piece of advice you can give anyone? Ease into it and don't try to do it all. You know, going through pregnancy and then delivery and then and then whatever other traumas you may have going on um, or stressors you may have going on life because there's a lot of them when you're a new mom. Um, I I always um, try to share that with people. You know, to ease into it, enjoy the journey. Uh, I had a mom who was uh, in her 40s back when I had my first child seven years ago, and she was just starting to do. Ironman triathlons and here I was giving her advice I had already done a couple and and she was talking to me and she knew I had I was a new mom and she gave me advice that I now share with other people is you're never going to get these days months or years back you know you can ease into it maintain a base of fitness because that's important for your own sanity and your mental health as well as your physical health and getting that self-esteem getting your body back all of that um, but those times with your baby and those opportunities to, to really bond and grow and, and leave your legacy is so much more important. So uh, I just, I don't know, I, I think it's, it's all, again, less is more quality versus quantity. And if you can find that balance when they're babies or toddlers, um, then you'll, you'll have a great healthy relationship with your kids and, and get them working out with you, uh, over time. My kids love doing workout videos with us. It's hysterical. We may not get as good a workout, but it's, it's family time as well as everybody's moving their body and, and maximizing your time, um, with them because you know, you're not going to get it back. I love that. Yes. I, I literally, I just did a Facebook live about that the other day. I was like, Oh, Am I missing out on things because I'm not really living in the moment? You know, am I really present? Because he's only going to be this young for so long. So I love that. That's great advice. So what advice do you have since you do? You are a business owner um, for women trying to balance work, you know, family life, you know, with their spouse, with their kids. How do you balance it all? Well, I'm fortunate and I know not every woman has this. And I I know there's single moms out there that might be listening. You know, it's all about the support system. I mean, my husband and I, we went round and round and there was times where it really impacted our marriage in a negative way that I had my own business and I was being a mom. And he, he doesn't have his own business. He, he does, but he's a consultant. So his hours are pretty set and his pay is pretty set. So I'm the one who I could work mornings. I could work nights. I could work weekends. I could work all the freaking time online if I wanted to with Facebook yes. and social media and all of that. So I have ebbed and flowed. I have crashed and burned. I have, I feel like I've learned so much that I finally seven years after becoming a first-time mom, now having two kids, I feel like I, I'm able to turn off the phone, set my boundaries, schedule, you know, block time blocks in for my meditation and and, and fitness and, and putting in those those key, those big rocks, as they call them, um, and really getting those and make sure they're in and then just having to turn it off and and shut down and let go. But my spouse, my support, my, my husband, my business partner, if I didn't have his support to help out with the kids. And of course, these are all conversations we had to have over time. I couldn't just say here, watch the kids. You know, you got to have that partnership there. If I didn't have him 
I don't know that I'd even have a business because I, I've got to got to have that support in, in being a taxi to the kids and, and getting it all in and not not being on the phone all night or, you know, not being on the computer all night. So I've, I've had to pick and choose my battles, but get his support and set my own boundaries and educate my clients on this is how I work and this is, these are my prices. Um, you know, so I had to figure out my pricing over the years and make sure that my time I was getting paid what I was worth. If I wasn't, then I might as well stay at home with my kids full time. But I know that that would also be very hard for me. So, (laughs) (laughs) and having coaches and having mentors and having other moms to, to talk to like, like what we're doing right now is, is always, you know, I'm always calling other moms saying, Hey, I'm stressed. Can you give me some insight or advice or, you know, don't be the lone ranger. That's, that's the most important thing. Oh, I love that. Yes. So as far as your business, we haven't talked about your coffee business. So I want to hear a little bit more about the coffee business. I literally, I did not. Last time I think you asked me, I was like, no, I don't drink coffee. I am now a coffee drinker since having my son. (laughs) So tell me more about this coffee business. (laughs) Yes. Did you know that only 3% of the the population can give up coffee and never drink it? Oh, wow. Did you know that? No. that's, so whenever someone says, oh, I don't drink coffee, I always go, ha, ha, ha. Not today you don't. Just have a child. That might change everything. But yes. Oh. No, that's awesome. No, in all seriousness, and I, I even wore my, I don't know if you can see it, my, my Starfish and Coffee t-shirt today. That's that's an honor and memory of Prince, of course, one of my favorite Prince songs. But um, I, I, coffee came into my life and, and it actually devastated my, my, my journey. So part of being that obsessive compulsive addicted runner, I have an addicted personality. And so I think when you're high on adrenaline, you're high on being a workout junkie. I got into sales right out of college. What did I do? I started pounding the coffee every single day and my, my nutrition wasn't great. I was just go, 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 go. And after about seven years of that lifestyle, uh, I, I crashed and burned and it actually brought me to a point where I was so sick. I I couldn't work. This was kind of in between real estate crash and the beginning of my fitness business. I had a period of time where it was really, really dark and, and really awful. It was like the worst years of my life. And it was all because I just had uh, pushed myself to my limits and improper nutrition and then lots of acidic coffee and sugar. I started with the frappuccinos. I had the lattes, the chai tea lattes every single day. And I would always get the venti, the really big, Mm. huge, and sometimes twice a day. Um, Runners, we would meet at the coffee shop. You know, it was just such a social socially acceptable thing. That's where you met for, for me, business meetings and things like that. So long story short, uh, I kept drinking it through the worst of my health. I was going to, you know, holistic doctors, chiropractors, trying to detox and clean up my gut. And the last straw, however, my autoimmune doctor who diagnosed me with Hashimoto's, which is my autoimmune disease, he said, I take everybody off coffee, Lois, and you're no exception. You have to get rid of it. It is killing your adrenals, which impacts your thyroid, which is why you're sick all the time. 
And so even though I was eating really well, super clean, like 99% of it, I still had coffee in my life. But when I gave up coffee, finally, at the, the request and pleading on my doctor, I felt the best I had in my entire life at the age of 33. So I did give up coffee and I was trying to get everybody else off of coffee as a result of that. So I was doing detoxes and nutrition and clean eating challenges, seven day challenges, 10 day challenges, 30 day challenges, consulting people on nutrition. And I discovered after about two, three years of doing that nonstop, because I'd run new challenges every single month, everyone felt better after they got rid of coffee or they even had a really, really, really bad adverse symptoms or reactions. I even had one gal who ended up in the emergency room because she quit coffee cold turkey and she was vomiting and sick and like her body was just like so toxic. Even with all of that, 90% of them after the clean eating challenge was over would go back to drinking coffee, no matter how good they felt, no matter how all of their symptoms changed or, or if they had those withdrawal symptoms, I would ask them, do you think that's really a good idea? They're like, Hey man, it's my one vice. I'm sorry. I got to do it. Right. They would give up alcohol before coffee. And so I kept like beating my head against the wall. I was like you, I said, I'm not drinking coffee. Nope. Never again. And then I had baby number two. <laughs> And the same, same month she was born, I am freaking not even kidding you. Uh, it was actually before she was born. I just walked right into a coffee shop because I still taught classes at 545 in the morning. You remember my boot camp. Oh, yeah. um, I walked right down the street from the Linden Hills Community Center and went to, to uh, Sebastian Joe's and bought, a, bought my first coffee in like three years. And it was like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> And then I kept drinking it, and six months later, sure enough, because of my health history, I got sick again. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I had to actually stop teaching those early morning classes, and I was irritable, and I had anxiety, and I had digestive issues, and all this stuff. And I was like, I can't do this to myself again. And, and, and it was starting to impact my marriage, and all I had done was add coffee back into the mix. And, oh, you know, of course, I had just had a baby, so there's sleep deprivation in there, too. Right. Right. But I had been so healthy up to that point that I, I, you know, I said enough's enough. So I spent about a year searching and researching and sampling and tasting every healthy coffee alternative out there. And ultimately, they either tasted like crap. They had no nutritional value. And or it just wasn't the like I didn't have a coffee machine. So I was used to going to coffee shops and it was just it was too much work. And so that's when I stumbled upon or actually re-stumbled upon Organo, which is the, the healthy coffee and tea that my husband and I um, represent. And, and uh, I had heard of them when I was anti-coffee. So I kind of laughed them off and said, well, that's stupid. It's herbal coffee, blah, blah, blah. So I looked at it again, um, drank it, uh, did all the research, interrogated the company, threw it at my doctor who took me off coffee. And I said, hey, look at this. You take everyone off coffee. I want, I want to get your thoughts. And he said, Lois, Lois, what are you doing? This is stupid. And, and you know what this does to you, but I'm like, no, 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 this is different. And so he, because he trusts me, he looked at it and he was blown away by the science of the herb. It's an organic Chinese herb uh, called reishi or otherwise known as Ganoderma. And there's other companies out there that have it. It's, it's not unique to Organo, but I looked at all of them. Um, I did the research on their patents and their organic certifications, and I looked at the company and the marketing and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, long story short, um, I fell in love with the taste. I felt 
immediately, well, 30 days later after drinking their coffee, I, all of my symptoms, my adverse symptoms had gone away and I just was, was really, really excited also to see that they were a global company, high integrity. And since my husband's from Africa and Europe, he was raised in both, both Africa and Europe, the, the opportunity to have a global family business also was appealing. So it, it fits well into the health and wellness um, arena of what I what I stand for, um, and it's anti-inflammatory. It doesn't hurt your gut, and it tastes good, depending on who you talk to, of course. But it definitely changed my life, and it's changing our family's life because now we have we have a dream, we have a vision that's bigger than ourselves. That that it's a vehicle to to get us there in a in a fun, simple way, and with a last name like Kofi, it, it works really well. That is awesome. Oh, I did not realize coffee had that much of a play in your life. That is crazy. That is an interesting story. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Well, thanks for letting me share. No problem. So I just want to ask a few final questions. Um, one that I ask everyone, I did not prep you with this question. Um, so I want you to know, since my podcast is Peaceful Power, I want to know what your definition of peaceful power is. Sweet. Well, it makes me think of the movie Peaceful Warrior right away. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Um, Definitely check it out. Because when I was going through my my devastation and loss of the real estate industry, I essentially, I became, you know, homeless and lost everything and uh, got really, really sick. Um, that was, you know, again, more nutrition and, and uh, finally slowing down enough to realize how sick I was, not, not just because I was, you know, going through a, um, a really major crisis. It, it, it was that movie that came into my life around that same time. It was 2007. And that's what really, I think would be my definition of peaceful power is being, being like that, that silent champion, uh, that peaceful person who has a powerful message, um, that, that leads by example, uh, that isn't forceful or judgmental, but comes across with love and peace, but has a powerful message that can hopefully inspire and educate people to be the best version of themselves and, and leave an impact. That's, that's peaceful power to me. Uh, someone who just walks in the room and you can feel their energy and, and they, they, they don't speak loudly. Um, but they're just a peaceful, powerful presence. That's the kind of thing that comes to mind when you mention that. I don't know if that's a very clear answer, but no, totally. That was beautiful. I love that. That was a great definition. Um, so I believe that that's a great, I like that. The, the words is to be able to share that with my kids because I think, uh, peaceful is calming and and yet powerful is is not um is still living and standing in your own power and being yourself totally that is awesome and i'm totally going to check out peaceful warrior that sounds like a great movie it is it's great so to wrap up um are you working on any projects or anything that you want to share with everyone you know, really, the the two main focuses I have um, on the fitness side with the shifter, uh, working more on uh, the concussion. Uh, brain injury uh, community, uh, not really a project per se, but really working and delving more into that. I've had a couple of car accidents in the last few years. It's another reason why I'm not working out a ton right now. And I 
I, I saw in my own life how much the brain body connection uh, is is connected and and how the shifter has helped me even through this time of my accident and so I want to I want to tap more into that community so just putting that out there and, and sharing that with people um, and then as far as the coffee goes uh, you know really wanting to be more of a workplace wellness option um, in corporations and uh, pursuing my passion for professional speaking and, and doing lunch and learns and going into offices with anywhere as small as, you know, 10 people all the way up to a thousand or more people and, and, and sharing not only my coffee, but kind of the messages that I've been sharing with you today and healthy choices, daily choices, and really, you know, questioning what you're putting in your body, questioning your workouts, are they purposeful? Um, all of those things is something that I'm working on in 2016. That sounds great. Uh, I just want to say thank you again so much for being on with me today, Lois. Thank you, Andrea. Great. Super excited. Yes. All right. It was great talking with you.